It's Christmas Eve in L.A. California. Is Daddy coming home, soon? Well, we'll see what Santa and Mommy can do, okay? And New York cop John McLean has come to see his wife. I missed you. Instead, he's going to have to save her. Sit down. Within this skyscraper high above the city, 12 terrorists have declared war. They're about to be taught a lesson in the real use of power. There is brilliant. Because I am interested in the $640 million in your vault. As they are ruthless. And I'm telling you, you're just going to have to kill me. Okay. We do it the hard way. Now, the last thing McLean wants. Think, damn it, think. Is to be a hero. Where's Howie? Hey, Tucker! Where? But he doesn't have a choice. What does he think he's doing? John. They have already killed one hostage. This channel is reserved for emergency calls only. Lady, do I sound like I'm worn to pieces? He's inside? Who is he? Who are you then? You are most troublesome for a security guard. Sorry, wrong guess, huh? Would you like to go for double jeopardy? Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee guy, mother. You just destroyed a building. And I am in charge of this situation. Well, I got some bad news for you. Come up here, that looks like you're in charge of Jack. He is alone, he is tired, and he hasn't seen Disney Squad from anybody down here. Hey, pal, how you feeling? The whole thing beating, I'd rather be in Philadelphia. Only John can drive somebody that crazy. He's an easy guy to like. Come out to the coast, we'll get together, have a few laughs. And a hard man to kill. Bruce Willis. Die hard. Got invited to the Christmas party by mistake. Who knew? All right, welcome back. Well, not even welcome back. This is a new episode. This is a new show. This is a. I'm Ted Flynn here at the Tailgate Side. We're bringing back. We're bringing a new podcast to your ear ear holes. Um, this is Back to the Movies. I am joined by Jake Boss and Sean Chantez Festerman, as you know, is from Matinee Baseball and Lamlocks, possibly. We uh, we decided to move on from sports movies. We're heading, like I said, our podcast is back to the movies. The premises of this is is we're going to be discussing movies that we have never seen, or someone in the group of us three has not seen, or maybe one we haven't watched in a long time. Hence, back to the movies, and we can like revisit it and see if it like carries the same weight that it did, or you know, if you've never seen it, you can like discover, hey, this is what everyone's been talking about this whole time. I get these references now. Oh, this makes sense. This is where that came from. We are brought to you on Money Bites, moneybites.com. They have Thin Mints now. Thin Mints Money Bites. I don't like mints, so more for you all. But, like Thin Mints, Jay? More for me. I love Thin Mints, man. I'm pumped. Oh, yeah. Win the bowl game contest on TGS. Uh, look at my T-Gate Society on Twitter to find the bowl game link. Win a free box of Money Bites. I didn't realize until last year that they send, like, 25 packages of Money Bites in that box. <laughs> Maybe it's not that big, but my friend who won, like it was, it was a massive box. Substantial. Yeah. So, um, check us out. Go to tailgateside.com. We have some written contact there. JT, the nut put a nice little UNI piece together. I have a 
when we peace out last week and then a few other things and you can find us on spotify iheart and itunes your podcast app of choice stitcher is dead much like all the terrorists i'm sorry they're not terrorists are they burglars what, what would you call them robbers like what what are they anyway we're discussing die hard 1988's <laughs> die hard um it, uh, they're, I have they're seen not technically terrorists but also they're pretty terroristy for not being for just they being, get like, real terroristy robbers. right um my friend group watches this movie every other christmas eve the other other christmas eve we watched die hard 2 jake and sean had not watched the movie in a very long time and since i have seen it so much i figured you know might as well be the perfect way to introduce a new podcast of actually something that i know what the fuck i'm talking about so Mostly on these podcasts, we will start this pod with 90 seconds or less. One of us will spoil the shit out of the movie. But because I have seen it the most, I will spoil it. If you've never seen Die Hard, which I find that hard to believe if you're listening to this podcast. John McClane is a cop that visits his wife, who is strangled from. He gets into an argument with her. She leaves. People come and attack the building he's in. He's in Los Angeles. He's a New York cop. Bad things happen to good people. Takagi loses his brain. Don't be Ellis. He's a piece of shit. He kills a lot of people. People get covered in glass. He thinks that's not a big deal. Then his feet get covered in glass, and it's a big deal. Then he goes to the air, up in a very tall building. He promises never to go up in a tall building again. It's my son's favorite part. It all blows up. And then he kills Hans, because let's hope that's not a hostage. That is Die Hard. It is a Christmas movie. Miracles happen. There's Christmas music. There are ho-ho-hos. There's a Santa hat. I won't hear anyone say it's not a Christmas movie. All right. Sean Jake. Um, one of the first categories we have for this new podcast is what is like your earliest memory of this movie? Like like hearing about it, like when did you first like did you catch it on cable? Did like your like someone in your family talk about it? Like what was your earliest thought of like John McClane and Die Hard? Yeah, I didn't I mean it wasn't it was more, I guess, kind of my friends when we were growing up. Like I knew about Die Hard and especially as the sequels came out as I was growing up. Um, but I, didn't, I mean, we didn't watch it. I didn't ever watch it at home growing up. I think it was just one of those things with friends that somewhere along the way, you know, we were hanging out and we watched Die Hard and then it was, you know, and when you're 11, 12 years old watching Die Hard, it's it's a fun movie. Um, so that's where it kind of just turned into one of those things to be around. And like, if it pops up on TV, you're like, Oh yeah, die hard. I'll check out 30 minutes of that, that I have the kill right now and see where it's at and where it's headed. But I'd say, yeah, I was probably, I was probably not quite a teenager watching with some friends in someone's basement. And yeah. then of course, as time goes on with the internet, you got the, christmas debate that goes <laughs> along with it now <clears throat> yeah I, I don't know that i have a specific time um i guess probably you know uh late elementary middle school age is probably when i started seeing it i i can't tell you it i i have sat down and watched this whole movie before but it was a very long time ago and it's mostly just become a a thing where I watched it 30 minutes at a time or 15 minutes at a time or whatever while it's on TV, like commercial to commercial. Um, and 
then of course like it you have the first three and then you have the the reboot in 07 and so then it really came back and um but yeah as far as like sitting down and watching it uh today because i wa- i watched it today before we were recorded and it was like oh yep i remember this part what's coming and then there would be like a five or ten minute period where i'm like i don't remember what happens at all in this part and it's like re- it's like watching it for the first time ever again and then i would have another there'd be another section of the movie it's like yep i know what's coming or i remember pieces of this and then it so it was it was interesting i haven't had a movie that i remember pieces of so vividly for multiple reasons and then pieces of that i are basically like i've never watched it before which like i said you guys are quite a bit younger than i am so i mean this came out in 88 and Neither one of you were alive, I believe. I'm not, I, I forget what year Sean was born. So is, you are correct. I was born so, a year later. So I mean, I was six, and like my dad, like showed me this, like at an early age. I don't think he didn't show me like. Yeah, remember this is we didn't have like this is before like VSR. Like it was just on TV. Like you got to watch this. I remember at one point I was like watching it on like a seven inch. It was probably like a five inch, six inch, like black and white TV in my parents' like bedroom. Like, like at an antenna, you know, like, so like you could barely like see it, but like the best part of this movie was like, and I make this joke on Twitter when I watch it is I watched this for the first probably 10 years of my life after like I got shown what it was, not knowing how he got out of the fucking office because it was always on TV, but ter- like the terrorists <laughs> are heading down the hall where they have the guns. He's in he's in Holly's office. I guess he's in Alice's office. And then he's in the hallway. Cause they can't show them turning to look at the woman's boobs yeah. that are having sex in the <laughs> And I just had no idea how the hell he got out of the office. And it bothered me. But it was like, just a plot hole in your mind for years. Like, <laughs> it's like it's like, how did he get out? Like they're there. Like, you know, like it just teleported. You know what happened. Um <laughs> right. And you mentioned the reboot in 07. That movie's criminally underrated. The fourth Die Hard is very good. It's my son's favorite Die Hard. Um, I think the younger people that will find it will find it like they'll, they'll like it more. Um, I will never show them the fifth Die Hard. I watched that in a theater <laughs> once and I will never watch it again. Um, and it sucks that Bruce got the dimension out and he can't make it. Like the fourth one has uh, Mary Wanstein in it, you know. And she's great as his daughter Lucy, who's in this movie too. And like they could have either just like transitioned it to her. Like she's a badass in that movie. Like that's perfect, right? Just move it on. But you know, whatever. This movie's great, man. Um, for the younger generation out there, this has Snape in it. Both my sons are like, that's Snape. This is uh <laughs> Alan Rickman's first movie. Is this movie? Was it really his first one? Yeah. And he was like four. Oh, yeah, I guess I didn't ever know that. So um yeah, I know it had to be. I mean, I assumed it had to be early. I, I I didn't know of him in anything else, but yeah. Um, and there's so many like just hidden parts that make rewatching it hilarious. Did you guys catch the uh, the two guys betting on if Takagi will will say it? I actually made it. I actually made a note <laughs> of that of him like handing the hundred dollar bill over. It's like <laughs> it, it took me forever to catch that. Like it was years. Like it was probably in my thirties. When I finally caught that, you know, told you, you know, and he's like, it's not over yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely little pieces and just even once you get later into the movie when they're especially, you know, once the 
the police do finally show up and there's just the arguments and stuff back and forth about what to do like there's even little one-liners here and there that just get snuck in that if you're not paying attention they i mean they don't matter but they are there's some funny ones and there's some things that are just pointless but it's yeah it's just little things there i had down like once the fbi guys show up and they explain what's going on and one of the fbi guys goes yeah we've got an a7 scenario and the deputy just goes thanks <laughs> he goes, thank you and it's just because he has no idea what they're talking about he's just trying to you know be the i'm a cool fbi guy now i'm working with the fbi just, thank you and it's just it doesn't matter it means nothing he's just stupid and trying to play along but um yeah, there, there's some little stuff, and like you said, it is rewatching. You will catch things you didn't catch before, especially when you know what the, once you know the plot and how things are going to work out, like everything makes a little more sense on what's happening, and you can kind of explore the movie a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. The well, the 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 movie is like the perfect mix of, um, that one. It's great because he's not this like super big massive action star person i don't like whatever you would think of he's like a fairly normal dude he was and, a tv actor yeah well, he's yeah, a tv I, actor i just mean even in general like the right. way that they present him like yeah he's a cop but he's not like some massive overwhelming person or something like that um he's great for the role um in that part but then like tez said there's a lot of just little funny things just in the back and forth between characters that aren't even like, not all of it is like super memorable or like notorious quotes, but it's a lot of it's just real snarky and funny and that they mix that back and forth pretty well. Yeah. I love like how much he just shit talks even to himself, you know, like right when he gets in a five hall at the beginning, he's like, God damn it, John. Like, you know, yeah. like he's mad at himself or like, like my fair quote, and it's really hard to hear it if you're not paying attention. Is uh, he's uh, he's fighting Carl at the end, and he's like beating his ass. And he goes, "You sure heard your brother squeal when I broke his fucking neck?" You know, like when he's just like <laughs> <laughs> when he's like pounding him into his pipes, you know, or like or like my son loves when like he's fighting Carl's brother and like he like put back backs him through like a wall, and McClendon's just like fuck, 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 yeah. which is what we'd all be doing, you know? Like, yeah you know like he's just always talking shit he's mad at himself the entire goddamn time you know like and i don't know like who else you would have got to do this and i have discussed at length of friends like they don't make people like this anymore you know i'm like the biggest john bruce willis fan out there but like like i love ryan went ryan reynolds but man i like scrawny ryan reynolds in movies when you could like oh he got hurt you know now he's so jacked to shit yeah and it's like oh well he's a he's not dying like they need like a new action <laughs> star that can like be beat up that you're like oh yeah he's hurt you know he's like like and i and like we're gonna say this story but i have like the perfect recasting for this movie if they were to ever redo it in my head and we'll get there later but yeah we should talk about that later because i hadn't really thought i haven't really thought about that but yeah i don't i there that is an interesting point with like him getting hurt but also like he's hurt but he's not hurt and it, it's like he he very much shows that he's hurt but also it doesn't stop him from being able to like keep going or succeeding like 
he pulls like a pretty damn big piece of glass out of his foot and like yeah. dude, he's, he's never walking foot. again and he's in four and, more movies. And three more movies. Like, yeah, and and it's just stuff like that where like he continues to limp around and like he goes, you know, when he jumps off off the roof with the the fucking fire hose and through the window that he shoots out and like lands <laughs> on more glass and it's like man, he would be so full of glass. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just... And the best part about that is like early on when like he's talking to the deputies like we got people covered in glass down here he's like glass Who gives a shit about glass <laughs> when, yeah. he, when he blow when he sends the c4 down the down Geronimo the motherfuckers <laughs> you know <laughs> take this under advisement you know <laughs> yeah then, like... he has to, then he has to bail away from the door because <laughs> the explosion comes up the the shaft <laughs> but yeah just shit like that like he's just he gets his ass kicked but like he just keeps coming right like someone even called him the Energizer Bunny at one point in this movie, and he's just he's just I don't know annoying, right? If you're like Hollins is just trying to make money, right, right, like, and you know that money's insured, right? Like, but then of course you know he's gonna blow the top of the building and kill all the hostages. So I mean, it kind of makes him an asshole. So, like, yeah, kind of, yeah, right, yeah, that's. Yeah, when his whole plan the whole time is basically to kill everybody. That's... Right. So, Jake, uh, we discussed this on Landlocks that, like, you did not realize that was when I was in junior high, asshole, was from this movie. So, like, for the whole movie, in, you're I like, was in junior high, dickhead. Yeah. Were you, like, waiting for it, like, the whole movie? Like, when is I this ca- going to show? I kind of was. And I was like, oh, 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 there it is. All right. <laughs> yeah. You know. No, that, that, uh, yeah, that quote holds a special place in my heart. So, <laughs> Agent Johnson and Johnson, no relations. Johnson no and Johnson, no relation. Yeah. All right. Um. So while we're speaking about quotes, like um, one of our categories for this podcast is this most quotable quote, and I feel like in this movie, it's almost like what is the most underrated quote? Because like yeah. Kaye motherfucker is like just yeah, in the echelon. Think, yeah, I don't think anything ever takes out Kaye motherfucker. So yeah, that's like it's that's like iconic top five of all movies of all time sort of thing. i feel like so that's like, in the know, afi's top 100 movie quotes of all time i'm looking up right now i bet i bet it is oh yeah i'm sure it is um, yeah but yeah there there's a there's a pretty good chunk of them i tried to like put some of them down but like do i sound like i'm ordering a pizza Oh, I fucking love that yeah. shit. <laughs> that's up there, but no, like it's the, that's, that's if you keep like... this up, you'll be an FCC violation. <laughs> All right. How are you coming down here to arrest me then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's on the, on the roof talking to whoever the hell that's whatever they're supposed to be. Uh, Yeah. And that's, I mean, I guess just some of the other ones you always have the, you know, the welcome to the party pal, which, mm-hmm. you know, as we'll, I'm sure here in a minute touch on has become one of the, one of the top uh, gifts from the movie, um, I guess, just kind of another. It's and just for not seeing it for a while, you know, same as Jake was saying, haven't watched it beginning to end in quite a while. So a lot of times I'll miss kind of the beginning and everything, um, but before there, you know, everything goes south at the party. The one gal just, you think the baby's ready for a sip? And she's uh, that baby's ready to ten bar. <laughs> that that was a part of the movie that yeah that was one of them that was completely out of my brain. That, like I don't even know if that would have registered the last time I saw that part of the movie. But fucking California, you know. Like... 
<laughs> the guy yeah, comes up and just, just like drunk as shit kisses him on the cheek. Um, what's the? I don't remember what the what the lines leading up to it are, but uh, yeah, that's what my captain keeps telling me. Oh my god, I oh, love that one. You're a cop. What is it? You're a cop. You're supposed to play by the rules. No, yeah, you can't. You, you can't hurt me. You're a policeman. Rules. Yeah. <laughs> he goes. Yeah, that's what my captain keeps telling me. Then he hooking elbows in the back of the yeah. head. <laughs> yep. Come out, I won't hurt you. And he comes around the corner and just starts fucking shooting the machine gun. You know, like, like I said, there's so many like hidden little quotes on top of the Yippie Kaye. Like it's insanely rewatchable. Um, yeah, uh, what are you, a cowboy? You know, like, yeah. welcome to the party, pal. Obviously, you know, it's the uh, it's for my wife. She's pregnant. Just bag it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> That was another, yeah, that was, that's another, like, just little whatever comedic react or uh, interaction that happens that I forgot about. And uh, one of my favorite uh, movie critics, uh, his name is Outlaw Vern. He has a shirt and I bought it years ago and it just has like Ellis, give him the thumbs up. And it just says, don't be Ellis. And it's so fucking great. It's such a like, it is just such a like a, a motto to live by. Just don't be Ellis. Just don't, don't be the, uh, or the, uh, speaking of Ellis. I got my most underrated quote. Um, it's when he walks in, Ellis is doing coke on the desk in Holly's office. And he's like, oh, this is John's, Holly's husband, the policeman. And John looks at him and goes, you missed some. You missed some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he like snorts. <laughs> you know? I don't, I don't you... know. I don't know if this one, since we're talking about, sorry, I'll just roll into mine since I don't know that it's underrated, but uh when he when uh ellis goes to like talk to hans like a dumb shit hans <laughs> bubby yeah your white knight what's with the gun this is radio not television <laughs> <laughs> like yeah that that one i forgot that like hans bubby that like that was the thing and then he said it and i was like oh yeah that's definitely apparently the guy that plays ellis is like a super like nice guy too and like he directed some movie recently or was in it and it's crazy. Like, I'm gonna look over here real quick. Um, this is a great podcast, but like, yeah, like I said, like <laughs> big fan of the uh, if I survive this, I'm gonna go up in tall in a tall building again. Yeah. When he's doing the fucking fire hose, you know. I do love the uh the Corback is toast. I made that gift to that a <laughs> long time ago, and I just never use it during football games because I forget that it exists, <laughs> you know, which will happen, right? So, oh, um, yeah, and you just have some of those, you know, when they get to when the safe or the vault or whatever it is at the bottom finally opens, and it's just it's Christmas time. I brought you a miracle or something along whatever oh, it is. Han says to the guy, and so good. Um, you need a miracle? I give you the FBI, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, apparently, Ellis is not in shit. <laughs> Let's find director here. Fuck, he's a director and something. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I was trying. I was trying to click through his the IMDb to see what. I mean, the re- most recent thing is. Oh, he directed fucking PCU. That's what it was. Mm. Which is the movie you guys have never heard of? But it's a notoriously hard to find. Find like college movie. It is a. It is, that's crazy. That's what it is. It has a. The dude from Entourage that can, Dream Pippin in it, and it's ex, it's extremely not aged well, and it's ex, like you cannot find it streaming anywhere. You have to actually like buy the hard copy of it. I've never seen it, so 
like I said, I always do great podcasts by having empty silences where I look at IMDb <laughs> up. So, all right. Um, but yeah, so many great quotes. Like I said, I love the, uh, they're going to a tall building. That's my son's favorite one. Like just straight up. Like he just says it all the time. You know, I love how like he just like gets like beat up. You have the, uh, all the cussing. So, all right, moving on. Save the money by one for last. All right. Is there anything, since you guys said you haven't seen it a while, that you didn't realize or have forgotten is from this movie? Which I don't think we can use that for this uh, movie. I'll give you guys a try. Yeah, I don't know for sure. There was nothing that specifically stood out to me that was, you know, short of, you know, like some things that either I just hadn't noticed in the movie before. I don't think there was any references or anything that stood out that you know kind of brought it to my attention of just like oh yeah that's in here you know i never think about that being from here sort of thing <clears throat> so like i like i said i was kind of keeping an eye out but nothing really hit me hard on that that would i think necessarily qualify too much for that No, I mean, for me, it, uh, there isn't much either. I mean, because we, we covered the the I was in junior high dickhead quote, but that was like before. <laughs> that's like, kind of an inside it. joke. Then, but yeah. yeah, that's kind of an inside joke. And then, uh, I mean, I said the, the Hans, the Hans Bubby, like Hans Bubby. Dude, Ellis like, is that, just such a like. Quote, like I, I, I don't know the last time I heard somebody like actually use that quote, but I, if I would have heard somebody say it, I, I would not have like it wouldn't have clicked in my brain right away. Um, and Ellis is such a great piece of shit. Yeah. Like 80s piece of shit, right? Which it's really funny that I forget that because I the whole movie I was like, yeah, I I know exactly what happened. Like I remembered exactly the sequence of him like going and trying to be this cocky whatever I can negotiate right. with this guy and getting his bla- brains blown out. So I, like for whatever reason that like n- that the gist of that stuck exactly <laughs> in my brain, but uh and then I for whatever reason it it wasn't in my the now i have a machine gun ho 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 like wasn't in my I, like forgot that that was a thing but it's like i knew it was a thing in the movie so it's it's not really stuff that i didn't know was from the movie it was just some of the bits and pieces that i was like oh yeah that that's this part you you can definitely see like influences this movie had on other movies like the whole like speed is a perfect example and i love speed and the the director of speed is the uh director of photography for this movie you know like like the whole like back and yeah. forth with dennis hopper's character you know or literally any action movie where like the hero and the antagonist are like finding ways to talk shit yeah, with each somehow, other yeah like some usually yeah it's like some kind of radio communication or whatever but you know like and like i i, I, I think out- that's one of the i think that's one of the uh like kind of underrated parts of this so you have you have two things with that so you have john who's communicating with hans and for a decent amount of time like john is figuring out who Hans, like who hans is and like learning stuff and like hans doesn't know who john is but then you also have john communicating with al who like they don't know each other at all but al is like picking up that this guy knows what's going on and like talking to him. And I think the, the end, like when they finally meet, that's like a kind of an underrated part of like 
what makes the movie good is you have the like the two characters that just like somehow build this bond over a couple hours of talking over the radio trying to help each other out through the situation uh, and we were going to discuss in the uh things that may not have an age grade or things that are like have aged differently but like al's backstory why he's a desk jockey yeah is something that's not in a movie now yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, it, no, it would have it would have been something much different, like than that. There, you there know. are plenty of other mistakes that to <laughs> to be a, a desk jockey. Than yeah, it's not that, that's not making it past the uh, the studio. Like, no, we can't have a cop be upset that he accidentally <laughs> killed uh, someone. You know. Yeah, and we can get into it right now. Like, so like, I mean, there's no order of these things. Like, so what, something that hasn't aged well or aged differently, that's or something that, like shows the age of the movie. I mean, that's a better way of saying that. That, that for the for question. this one definitely i think any of them we watched in the past i like, think something that like sh- like shows like i mean they smoke on a plane let's say they, they carrying a gun a, on so a <laughs> the first thing is that he just is open care like openly carrying a gun just because he's a cop he's just openly carrying a gun on a plane <laughs> just full-on has a gun on been a plane. doing it for 12 years <laughs> yeah, <laughs> been, yeah i'm a cop don't worry doing it for you know 12 and then years, and then smoking in the airport and just, then right away into smoking in the airport i made notes of like right away just i was so upset in the fourth one which i said underrated movie but like they made him not a non-smoker and it just pissed me off like <laughs> they don't ever they don't ever like they don't ever like show he's a non-smoker but he never he never smokes mm, he never smokes yeah you know but uh oh i'm watching one right now no fucking shit lady you want to order a pizza <laughs> The lack of cell phones. Amazing. Yeah, that, that, um, which, I mean, you could do that today. That's not a, that's not an unfathomable thing. Like you could have, just have them have a signal jammer. So cell phones don't work. So that, right. That like, isn't that big of a deal. Yeah. I think kind of of on that, and this is just obviously the technology of the time of the movie, but where like they break out the little, box tv portable <laughs> tv and like even in the limo at the beginning of the movie it's like yeah we Argyle, got everything man. we got we got radio we got cb we got all right we got a phone we got tv let's talk about argyle like something i completely for, like i forgot he was part of the movie yeah I, <laughs> another I, I, thing that was completely not in my brain he's in there that yeah it was um it once he pops up it was sort of the just oh this is a yeah okay. oh he's great like, like, it's, yeah very good like does papa bear wanna she, does he want to hug up some honey oh no papa bear is <laughs> taken you know uh we have uh three uh what was the band he puts on oh i didn't oh, run look DMC? it up run dmc yeah, all right DMC? Yeah, i had mc christmas and hollis christmas you know, and hollis yeah i knew the song just kidding, that, that, that song is amazing but like as us um, as people of the 2023 people, could you imagine just hanging out and being entertaining yourself in the back of a limo for four hours, just drinking and calling hours. a few people? Oh my god! And just that's that you're content Talk, you're talking just, on the car phone, hanging out with a giant teddy bear, drinking, <laughs> watching TV. I assume, right? Yeah, yeah, TV, right? yeah, yeah. Six TV on later. Box TV. Like just that's how he, yeah that's how he finds out what's going on <laughs> right can you just imagine spending whatever night of the week that is doing that like so I had be- questions all right so I actually have questions and maybe there just wasn't context applied to this but so John shows up at the airport and he yep. is just there as a limo driver 
Because Takagi paid for it. Yeah, 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 yes. And we get the context that he used to be a cab driver. Do we get any other context of like nope. around him? Just, I don't think so. Not he that. just he got the gig. He got he got he found a better but job. Like, so I don't know why my brain was like asking questions about this, but like you can never does, complain does about he, me finding well, shit ever I know, again. I know. I you can't. <laughs> well, you can't make fun of me for doing this right now. Is actually what what can happen. <laughs> but my for whatever reason, my brain was like. Does he like own the car? Does he like work for a service? How is he no. just how does he just like go and do this and then sit there and say, I'll wait basically no. wait for you in the, the garage? The bigger question I have always had is he says it's the girl's day off who normally drives a limo. What does McLean find that re, that re, like results in his comeback? Cause he, like, he grabs some like paper shit or something, he throws it in the back seat and he goes, Oh, it's the girl's day off. Normally, you don't sit in the front seat. Oh, okay. I, uh, I don't yeah, remember so, that's what he said. Yeah, so like, yeah, that happened, but like, I wasn't, I guess, paying attention to exactly what he grabbed. I'm just like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, and yeah, but on top of that, like, it's almost, I mean, it's got to be a service because that's where on one of the phone calls he makes it, he goes, where does my boss think I am? I told him I'm going to Vegas or yeah, something. Yeah, like yeah, that. that is true. That when he's like, yeah, when he's talking up the, the the girl on the phone or whatever he's doing, he does say that. It, it, it the the main question was just like, how does he go? Like typically, you would think it would be scheduled. Like this is the amount of right. time you're going to be driving, and he drops him off, and he's like, hey, like here's the card for the car phone. Uh, let me know if you score and you want to leave or like what whatever whatever he says to him, yeah. right? Like. And I was like, wait, so he's just going to go chill in the parking garage for like a couple hours however or, long, hours yeah. or however yeah. long, like what, that was the reason it came up. I was like, how does he, how is he just going to go do that? Right. But yeah. It's, it is a, it almost feels like he, you know, treated it doesn't really matter. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would agree on that too. It's also, I don't think, especially on a service that stuff's usually scheduled where you're going time limit i don't think you get to just call your boss and say we're going to vegas <laughs> hey hey just, I'm, I'm out i'm, I'm gone uh, I'm not, for a I'm few not bringing, hours not bringing the lincoln limo back by the way <laughs> going to vegas like i said it does set the whole precedent of these movies like him having a, a sidekick um the favorite one is in the second one the janitor at the airport he's fucking amazing me and my boy brock it's we, we like so we watch these every every other christmas love that guy then the third one obviously has sam jackson you know, and then you have Justin Long in the fourth one. Like this movie does set like a nice little uh, blueprint, right? And Argyle is part of that. So is Al, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. One little part that I love, and I love talking about some of it. Some I'm watching because I always watch the movie in the background. So this is my this is my little my geeky shit. This is my Aragorn breaking his foot in the Lord of the Rings movie. Little like little geek trivia. So when McLean is in the air vent and he's going down by the gun, right? Which put my, my youngest son's like freaking out. He's like, what the fuck is he doing? And like, he didn't say fuck off. He's nine, but like, he's like, <laughs> and like the straps, like none of us are strong enough to ever do that. Like just hang on by a fucking little strap, right? I couldn't do that yeah. shit. No. And then he falls and he misses the air vent and then he flops down. The uh, stunt person was not supposed to miss it. Oh, like, shit. <laughs> I mean, mind you, I'm sure there was a pad underneath it, right? But they just kept it because it looked so cool. Well, yeah, I mean, I... I made a note of like that scene for that reason because 
mostly just because of what you're talking about like he it's so unrealistic for a person to like do that and pull themselves up right catch by their fingertips because he fell like a distance because he when when he misses he falls basically another story and then catches himself by like a a foot by 10 inch like air vent right just by his fucking fingertips and like there's there are people that can do that like there's free free face right like rock climbers and shit that do that so like it is possible but it's like holy shit no yeah he uh he was supposed <laughs> to just grab the other one the one that's like he was reaching for yeah and he that makes it. way more sense but it's great that yeah he actually caught himself and they like kept that in because it yeah. looks amazing yeah. no well they didn't care he put it on the mat and then they just made it like they, they, they he he oh, missed it oh they to... like cut to okay and then cut to him yeah so like, he misses it and then he falls and then then they like it looks so cool when he missed bouncing off shit until he fell down <laughs> but they just kept it in there and then had him catch a vent they had mclean catch a vent yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you have the best line of the movie we didn't talk about come out to the coast have a good time you know uh, like, yeah with the lighters you know which um i have the ornament on my tree you know him in the vent with a cigarette lit you know like yeah that's one of the that's one of the and like i know what it's from and i don't exactly know how to like quantify it or what category to put it in but it's one of the like more iconic like used memes or like gifts that when you think about the movie right like it's not yeah, really a reaction yeah. gift it's no, uh it's just yeah a thing yeah, i don't yeah. even know what to call it it's like i mean it is like a meme but right well what's what we can transition to that um like what are you right there's two gifts from this movie i think the two biggest ones welcome to the party pal yeah and that one we just discussed like do you think there's a bunch of like youths out there that do not realize that welcome to the party palace from this movie and or does it not get used enough it's like that's a gift that's not like in heavy rotation right yeah i would think it's probably just not in rotation or, yeah like, they don't know really about it right and i, I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of those things too that it's like especially younger kids like kids that are in like college or something now like have you know parents or aunts and uncles or older cousins that have maybe have said it in context and stuff before and there's probably plenty of them running around that say it and have no idea what it's from or what any of that means i will say i would not be surprised if like someone that's on twitter that um is around enough people that use enough like reaction gifts or whatever it would not surprise me that there's a chunk of like 25 to 30 year olds that like have seen that gif and couldn't tell you like what it's from. Yeah, they don't know what it is. Like I said, there'll be movies coming up. And like, like I said, there's something I just watched and like it's bothering me that kind of thing of the goddamn what it was. And I can remember, I, I'm like, oh shit, this is from that movie. You know, like on our list that we'll, like, we'll watch it, you know, mm. and make, oh crap, you know. But, uh, like I said, insanely great gifts. Um, I can't think of anything else besides those two, really. You know, not really. I th- I thought there was another one, but I'm I'm not I'm not seeing a. Quarterback is toast. Um, uh, speaking of that part and that person and the the gate guy, the gate. So I'm watching it right now. They fucking guys like USC versus Notre Dame. I'm losing ten bucks on this game on Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah got 50 bucks on those bastards or whatever he says like in what world are usc and Notre Dame playing on christmas eve 
But anyways. <laughs> All right. Um at whatever hour of evening that's supposed to be. Right. Right. <laughs> Which it is December, so sun goes down early. So I'll give them the benefit of doubt. Like I said, I am notoriously bad about watching a summer movie or a summer TV show. Looking at you, Stranger Things season three, in which the sun apparently sets at like six PM. <laughs> When they're out there and it's already dark on their adventures. Um, uh, is there any like actors in a small role or anything in this movie that you're like, holy shit, what's he doing here? Besides, I mean, I guess Al from Family Matters. I'll say Al is probably as close as it gets, but like, there's a bigger one, but I don't know if you're going to connect the dots on it. So I'm going to see if you can get there. Mm. You're not bigger, not me, you're not bigger name. But a person with a bigger movie that it has a small role in this movie. I guess not that I noticed, and I even did like a quick scroll through. Like I, I can see Jake's through. eyes squinting as he's trying to figure out who the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, I didn't go through like person by person to see where people had been in and stuff like that. So I didn't really catch anything else. Um, where, where has uh, I think it was last time right now the reporter been? Richard Thornbrook. Oh, is Thornbrook. You're going to hate yourselves when you figure out who this is. Well, you should talk about something else. So I can go Don't fucking no, Google no, that I shit. Did, gotta... I, didn't, I didn't write. I have the IMDb up. Does, no itching in the brain? Either one of you? Like his, him, I don't, his? I don't think so. I think you're going to say it, and I'm not going to know what you're talking about. Mm, buddy. Sean, about you? Yeah, you... I, it's just looking at the guy's picture anyway. I don't. I don't think I have any idea. He is the dude from Ghostbusters that shuts down the containment unit. This man has no dick. Ghostbusters is on needs to go on the list. I'm not gonna. What lie. the fuck? He he's not, that, not that I've never seen it. He's a guy like the city inspector. Through, actually, what the what the. F- Fuck! Like I, I, I don't know that I've ever sat down to watch the movie all the way through. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't think I ever, ever would have been able to tell you that. Well, my well I don't feel, right. I don't feel so bad anymore. My son's really got back. I hope, I hope someone yells at us, but no one listens to our podcast, so it works out. Um, um, I mean, pe- there, there's gonna be times on this podcast that if people actually listen to the shit that we haven't seen in forever or all the way through, or ever, my son's got real big in the Ghostbusters two or three years ago, and I won't watch it too many times and like i that movie's fine but i do not love it as much as everyone else does i do feel like a bunch of the movies we do for this podcast we like you two have not seen and i've seen two dozen times (laughs) so which is fine it'll probably happen i'm not i'm not criticizing that all right so um do either one of you guys have a least favorite part of the movie or something like tuck you out of it like this is not fit this is like the best action movie of all time so like it's really hard for us to like say that shit but like and I, I'll go to gr- my grave fighting for that Um, I don't it, understand alright so it didn't even really take me out but I was like why does he have to like go by the like the nude poster multiple times because it's his good luck like, charm and he's on the it's on the roof I guess that, that's where he's at okay and that's who McLean <laughs> is I know but like I, he he was so through the movie and that's fair like he was just like horny for whatever reason i mean i guess he hadn't been with his wife for however long so yeah i 
yeah I it's guess. not like it's not bad it's there's nothing in the movie that i was like oh my god that fully like pulled me out of what the movie is but yeah there's it, there's nothing yeah that takes me out of the movie really like for any stretch of time or anything like that um the only thing i kind of had was that they boy they really want to drive home that these guys are german um <laughs> there's just there's two or three times that like like when the cops are showing up they cut to just four of the guys standing in a room and it's just a minute of them speaking german to each other which like, and, and and apparently all the german they speak is complete gibberish and it really yeah like, i mean it's like, I, it's the whole thing when it's I like in germany assume that they have to say they're from is. somewhere else well i mean when when he when they're uh on the ground when hans and uh what's his nuts are like on the floor and have him pinned in the office and he tells him to shoot the glass in german but he has to literally tell him to shoot the just shoot the fucking glass. yeah just shoot well i glass. think i think that's because that i, I think you're trying to like feel like that guy's like he's german but like he's so far in the english now that like no yeah i but i just thought it was funny i was like they're all like super german and speaking german but then he literally just has to tell like just yeah. English, yeah like, just, just shoot the glass which just also glass. like how awful would that have been running across the glass oh that man that's not good I, I that is one of my like least i mean obviously nobody likes to like get cut or stabbed <laughs> by glass but i have had like glass like stabbed into like my finger before oh, yeah. and it's like that thinking about that feeling is like one of my like story time with uncle ted so back when i was like is this better or worse than when you stabbed yourself in the hand well, well i didn't do this on purpose. I, I didn't do this one on purpose okay i didn't stab myself in the hand on purpose either but but this say, is not this is not contextualize that um but uh you know um so i was playing mud volleyball back when i was like 17 and uh obviously you play barefoot i mean you can yep. play with shoes but it'd be hard and i'm just sitting there after a mud volleyball match and my friend's daughter like walks up to me. And she goes, I followed this trail of blood and it's you. Like somehow like a family <laughs> circus, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and apparently some asshole had put a broken beer bottle in the mud. Oh. And I had oh. stepped on it. So like oh. that's not good. Um, but because I grew up on a farm, my feet are callous, I couldn't like apparently I didn't realize I stepped on it. You know, say so how much how intoxicated were you? Sober, seventeen, buddy, seventeen. <laughs> was this, well, okay. I mean, no, I mean, I had already been drinking by that point <laughs> in my life, but I was with my parents. So, uh, the situation know. did not allow. For yeah, it. yeah. So, um, so I go to the doctor. We go to the we go to the hospital, and they're like, "You're gonna need thirteen stitches," and they're like, "Uh, but we're not gonna lie to you. Uh, your calluses are so thick, we don't think we can get numb in there." about like slamming the needle down your foot which is going to hurt a lot did, worse did they, did they have to give you internal stitches in your foot too or just that was just no just just was. yeah yeah just, just so they had they had to stitch me up with no anesthesia on my foot because they could not because the, the anesthesia needles are small mm-hmm. and they're not going to get past this, my mm-hmm. calluses <laughs> so 13 stitches on my foot without without anesthesia because some idiot and it could have been there for years. It's been there for decades. I mean, they dug into a ground, yeah, and made yeah. it muddy. Like, it, I don't think someone like never before was like, "Fuck those guys." Like, I'm gonna break a you know, bottle on a yeah, rock it's, in, in yeah, here. it's who knows when it got. But yeah, it hurt real bad. It hurt real bad. The stitches hurt real bad. 
the needle hurt like you know <laughs> so yeah like i imagine sprinting across broken glass would be hell like yeah oh yeah and, and then, then and then he goes on to like fuck around with shit yeah and then just do the rest of the stuff he does just walking on that foot well it can they both make feet. it seem yeah they make it really seem like it's really bad in one foot but like yeah, it's both <laughs> feet like <clears throat> and you know he goes and finds hans upstairs when his feet are all busted he's like why do you need the detonators and that part's amazing and like this is like also like you know i love trivia is that movie that part is in the movie only because the studio was like you have to have them meet have to have before them the end yeah before the ending which it's i mean it's a good like it's a good scene right and i always get yeah. confused by how like he figures it out because he says a real name right bill clay you know yeah like is it because he his voice is familiar? Like, is it because Bill Clay's not on, is on the floor that's not finished yet? You know, like, you know, like. Well, yeah, because what I, because doesn't it say he's, the name lines up to like the 29th floor, so like he wouldn't have been on the 30th floor for the party. I, I think no was kind of what it was. I just um, figured out McLean figured out. No yeah, bonus, I, asshole. Because because the guy at the beginning tells him the only people that are still in the building are the people on the 30th floor for the Christmas party. But I assume that's the word of parties at. It's just not that. Well, high. right. Yeah. I I don't know for sure. And then... Um, I, don't, I don't think there's anything in that scene that's supposed to be a, like, this specifically for sure is how he figured it out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it was I think, just smart. I think the, I think the, the like, he looks, he sees the floor sign the the list of floors and the names and whatever and he sees that and i think that's supposed to be the one little hint but i think it's supposed to just be that he's skeptical enough and right that's right a he knows bit of, that's he a knows little bit of a, going like, on. that's funk this is goofy and then he's gonna get he his name just happens to be the 29th floor also like back to the glass part um one of my favorite memes on twitter and it's such a niche meme and like i doubt you guys have ever seen it is that dude where he like shoots his knees out and then the guy falls into the glass and he says something like, it's like my favorite guy in John McClane is Bill. It's like, it's like Tom bloody knees McGee or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> when it, and then oh. just, but just before the, when they blow all the glass out, you're talking about. Yeah. yeah like when he no, like no, shoots yeah. the glass and like shoots, blows his knee. Yeah. Apart. The guy comes running and he blows his knee caps out and he falls. Like also my favorite, my, my, my son's favorite part is, uh, finally the quote thing is the guy's like on top of the, the 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 table that's like crooked like a Tetris piece when he could just shoot yeah. to the left and kill him and he's like next time you you have a shot you take it <laughs> yeah <laughs> just don't hesitate and it's just can I Thanks for the can I like has. can I, I, I <laughs> like a, a like weird like it's it's a nitpick thing but it's also like this is basically he can a, see him this, well all right it's not even specifically well it is partially specifically about that part. Does McLean ever like actually fucking aim a gun? Not because really. He, like, no. Because he, he like hit, like he's like hip firing the MP5 at, like most of the time. Anytime he has one, he like chest like chest fires through the table. Yeah, I was gonna say Wait, the, he headshots the guy at the end. But at the very end, he does like single hand like actually kind of aim. But ba my my biggest thing was like he walks around like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger, John like, Wayne, firing man. It, 
fucking gun of MP5 the whole time. Roy Rogers, you know, like, but yes, I don't. So many. Which like it fits, it fits the movie. movie. Yeah, well, that's true too. Like he's he'll be like shooting the MP5, and I'm like, I think there's only like. 20 rounds right. in that but it, like the little clip for that the mag for that gun oh, oh, oh. i got machine gun which it's it's fine it's it's part of the fun of the movie it's just that the the, the hip firing like walking like with the, the but, gun on the hip but thing. really like every time he does it he's like every time he kills someone he's running like he kills the dude the detonators he's like sprinting away you know that comes in there the blonde guy you know he's underneath the table the other guy when the the boy knees guy comes running, he's just kind of shooting randomly, yeah. right? Yeah, he just spraying. And then the, the Asian the big, guy gets at his hip. You know, he opens the, the door. The biggest, the biggest one was when he like confronts him with the MP5, and he's just like holding at his hip. And I'm like, you're never gonna be able to hit anything you want to hit doing that. Yeah, I mean, if you want to get the walk, nitpicks, you're gonna walk down. Actually, you like, are discuss the biggest nitpick I have a movie that I love more than almost any other movie. Oh, is how the fuck does he tape movie? that gun to the back of his back? <laughs> yeah i mean that's definitely a very uh challenging one while you're sweaty and bloody and and reaching. just how do you get so, your hands back so, like yeah so bloody so incredibly <laughs> bloody at that point well i was wondering like yeah right, you, like, can, you, you, you can you can reach it like even to grab it yeah you can reach it but it's probably not the easiest thing depending on how far but how do you tape it like, let, a, like, let alone tape it yeah let alone tape you it. like put it behind your lower back and then back into a wall and hope that like oh uh, yeah i was like, gonna just, say just, like do you make an do you leave x, it make x an x on x the ground and like, like, put, like yeah <laughs> lay, lay on top of it yeah. you know but <laughs> Yeah, that, that one, part, that, one that one that one popped like kind of popped in, into my brain again too i was like that's for multiple reasons that would be a very different i do love how like uh the dude he doesn't kill like is never in the movie except to get like fucking like face planted by a gun and it gets wiped out like you never see a terrorist once that's like run out the bear bonds and he like you know hits on the gun and he knocks him out you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh can we talk about what's what's the last dude the so the brother of the dude that he killed Carl. What's his name? Carl. Carl. Carl is the guy that at the end gets shot. Yeah. Yeah. That someone survives the building blown up all around him while hanging to death. While hanging by a chain for his hand multiple is minutes. In, his at hand a time? is in the chain. Like I don't care. <laughs> I literally don't care. Like you're not gonna hang there for ten fucking minutes. You need to have Al get his confidence back after killing a child. Oh no, man! I, listen, I, I don't have—I don't have a. I, I mean, he couldn't bring himself to ever raise his gun again. After killing a kid, so we gotta get that kid. We gotta get that kid yeah. killer back that in kid, the saddle. That kid didn't die in vain. Now you know. <laughs> you had a laser blaster. How was I supposed to know? <laughs> yeah, that is. That is a jarring scenario just, to listen to in a movie gonna... now. It's... Yeah, it's, when he said it, I was like, I didn't remember specifically what what it was that he said. I thought it was like a, I legitimately thought it was like an accident, like a car, like an accident. And he didn't even need to be a death trap. He could have just been a cop going home. Like that part's really un, like unnecessary. Well, but also, but yeah, like, what, what is a desk jockey of a cop? Like he's on, like he's got a car. 
Yeah, he's not patrol, but he drives a cop car like, home. He, he wouldn't have and a they patrol may, car. And they make him go check on shit on his home. way home. Yeah, like that's... <laughs> I don't know. There, there's, there's a lot of. There's. Things I mean, I know there's a lot of issues with. Man, the we LAPD should just cut that man general, slack. But... He's gonna move to Chicago and do a real ass over neighbor that blows his house up every other weekend. So. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I also love the part of the uh, the Asian terrorist like Easter candy bar. Fucking love that shit. <laughs> as soon as he walked <laughs> yeah, up there, I was like, part. I didn't specific. Yeah, I didn't specifically remember that part, like them setting up there. But I was like, I mean, they're like showing the candy so he's obviously gonna like grab a candy bar out of that. well john mctarran is like he's a he's notorious at directors movies notorious like trying to like find comedy shit also do you know count matinee baseball this is not the first john mctarran movie we have we have discussed can you guys think about can you guys what the other one is well it's probably not i'm so bad at that i'm kind of awful stuff. with yeah fucking rollerball <laughs> really oh boy and then he got in this whole like tax evasion shit. And he had to go to prison for like two years, and like now like he's like blackballed as an action director. I mean, and, and this man has made some fucking hits. He made uh, the Thomas Crown Affair. He made the first Predator, the Hunt for Red October, the third Die Hard. This this dude's made fucking movies that are good. I'm pretty, you probably told us this when they watched Rollerball. And he I like he just directed that uh, Call of Duty commercial yeah. a few years ago of the cat chasing the laser sight. I don't know if you guys caught that, hmm. but uh. Also, we have the dude from Texas Ranger in this that we haven't discussed yet. The the computer dude's the Chuck Norris's sidekick from oh, Texas yeah, Ranger. Yeah, that's who that guy is. <laughs> oh, I, th- I thought I recognized. Oh. Yeah, I thought I. Yeah, recognized I knew, I knew there was something familiar there, but I didn't. Like I said, I didn't go look. I didn't. He just passed away a few years ago. R.I.P. Um, a bunch of people passed away in this movie. Uh, the guy's Carl died of AIDS in like the early nineties. Obviously, Alan Rickman's dead. Um, there's someone else that's, I think, can't think of it right now. But uh, someone else passed away. Anyways, all right. Final category before we just completely go off the rails. Um, we are brought to you by Money Bites. Money Bites is the best part of the Sunday cone. Just a tip. Moneybites.com. Find yourself a nice little Money Bites. Uh, tip of the ice cream cone. Uh, what is your favorite part of this movie? Which is only going to be hard. So. I mean, yeah. it's it's tough to yeah just beat the ending. You know, the getting Hans Gruber, shooting him, unlatching the watch, watching him fall. And it's, and it's Ellis's watch. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, like that is just the what we're a week and a half away from your Facebook being covered in. It's not Christmas till I see Hans Gruber fall from Nakatomi Plaza. So, right. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know necessarily that you top that moment in the movie. Um, I is, and then I guess I, if I had to do a second, and if I, I'll just, I'll just do it first so I can claim it. Is the, um, you know, where he's having the whole issues trying to get the cops there, and you get the welcome to the party, pal, by throwing a body out the window you know it's, <laughs> and, and it hits uh, during let us know let us know let us know right right on the hood yeah I, I i think we've talked about pretty much all the potential favorite parts probably i i think if i'm gonna like just in general some of my favorite um parts of the movie it's when he is just he like just sits down 
and is talking on the radio while like the cops are all showing up and they're setting up and it's like before they really start invading like like trying to get in and he realizes what they're doing they set the lights up but when he's just like sitting there and he's just like talking with al about what's going on and and whatnot uh it's mo it's mostly the because uh, when i thought back just like the talking on the radio and the the fun interactions that that happen through that medium with al is probably like my favorite like quote-unquote favorite part but hey, i'm just gonna take the one that neither one of you guys talk about it's when he jumps out the goddamn building that explodes with the fucking explosion behind him yeah, with the fire hose. which this building is literally the fox building that they were building at the time and they let them they let them agree to let them blow the fucking building up twice in real oh. life like <laughs> while it's under construction like that explosion in the building is real. The first one with C4. And then obviously the one on top of the building. They had one take at that with a fake helicopter and just blowing. Because that's just the fucking 80s. You didn't have CGI, right? You fucking. I can't imagine the, the permit you got to get from the city for that one. Uh... But yeah, just him jumping off of the. Like in, when I was in high school, man, like that was my computer background. So him just like was arms outstretched, yeah. you know, the fire behind him, you know, like just like just i love that part he, he's fucked he knows he's fucked he has no option right like you can either jump or he's dead right and yeah what's your answer when you jump i don't fucking know we'll figure it out on the way down <laughs> you know like yeah it's yeah and he doesn't yeah, even get that and, uh yeah then he you know and i love how he, like the thing falls behind and then, him right yeah and then then it's the helicopters right on top of him right afterwards blowing up and and I read an article of the director, and he says that they they treated the uh, the ding of the elevators like the Jaws theme. And when you rewatch it, it's so great because when the mm-hmm. dings hit, he knows he's in trouble. They're always and yeah, the, it's always notification yeah. of like danger or whatever. Like the ding, oh shit, there's someone coming to get me, you know, or like mm-hmm. the ele- or the helicopters falling on the goddamn side of the building, you know? Yeah. Like, but. Yeah, that's just a big fucking explosion that they do in this movie when they, when he <laughs> when he draws that C four down the elevator shaft, like mm-hmm. just, and they don't do that shit anymore unless you're Michael Bay, right? And he's just like, "Fuck yeah. you, I'm blowing some shit up," you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Or Christopher Nolan who yeah, crashed an entire airplane in well, for fucking Tenet, you know? Yeah, I mean, he also legitimately blew up a whole building for Dark Knight. Well, yeah, I said Nolan. Yeah, no, yeah. no, that's why I said you didn't. I was just saying to to piggyback off that there it does happen i mean but that was legitimately like blowing a building up i would be really curious i didn't know that and i'd be really curious to like under like know how they like executed that without but it was the 80s fucking shit up yeah i don't think that building is near anything when you like look on it i don't think it's really near most things yeah, yeah, I mean, you mean like, or you mean like dropping the building? All right, yeah. No, I just, the... I mean like hurting the building, like badly, because like those are legit, like legit explosions that. I, maybe yeah, I'm wrong. Like... It's not that building, but I'm eighty percent sure. I know the top of the building is. I know either, for a fact. either way, it's su- it's super impressive to like do that and not like. In Nolan's case, like they were demolishing the building, so they're like, "Fuck it, yeah, we'll just blow the building up." Like, yeah, take it down if we have to. <laughs> All right. So, I, I, as someone who is one of his favorite movies, I always like hearing other people's ideas 
and you cannot remake Die Hard. You can't. But if you were to, no. if you were to do it, who do you cast as John McClane? I have mine. But I'll let you guys have a run at it. And it's hard, man, because like Bruce Willis is just so fucking perfect for this role. Well, and and he did this role like so well, and and even I didn't I'd never really thought about it, but he he basically plays the same thing in uh um like the Fifth Element. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like the same thing, and I had never really thought about it before. But so I I don't know. Like I have a hard time thinking of somebody that plays that because it's not the it's not just the element of like or the the type of person that's like kind of normal but could play being a badass it's the all it's also the like the stuff you talk about the self-deprecating joking like monologue type of thing right and like that's why i guess i get so upset about ryan reynolds like if he stayed scrawny he could have made a fucking buttload of money being like the hero i think he would be the guy i mean you like he does it in deadpool yeah but he's jacked is he in Deadpool? Is he much like more jacked than what Willis, Bruce Willis is? Like we see Bruce Willis, like he's in pretty good shape. Yeah, he's. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think yeah, Ryan Reynolds is necessarily a bad fit. I don't think he's perfect, um, but that would but be like honestly that early two thousands. Ryan Ryan Reynolds from Safe House of Denzel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know for sure what. All right, I'm gonna tell you mine. And, and yeah, I was gonna say we've done these before on it's older hard. ones, and I'm just one. I'm just terrible at people. I would are... have to research to actually. So yeah. so mine mine is Donald Glover. I bet he could be pretty good. Hmm. It is. He put on a little bit of mass. Doesn't be like Jack. But it's like a little bit more mass. He's a smart ass. He could be a smart like figuring shit out. I also getting beat up doing it. You know, I don't know how tall yeah, the, he's. I don't know how tall Bruce well, is. The act. I'm trying to think of like the action part of it. Yeah, I, I think that's where. I, I'm not saying he can't. I just don't know that we've seen him show his chops of actually doing the and exuding the like action stuff. But like I said, mind you, when Willis got this role, he was literally from a show called Moonlighting. Oh no, no, yeah, no. I'm I'm not saying like Bruce Willis was like a we knew like they knew when they found him i was just that when you say donald glover i think of he could do the acting part of it like smart ass witty back and forth all of that it's just we haven't seen him have never i don't think we've ever seen him do anything that would be i think also like a slim down joel kennerman could do that and i don't know if you guys know who that is but uh he is in that new silent night movie coming out and he's in robocop oh. coming out a few years ago He's um, in a bunch. He's in for all mankind on Apple, like so. He's a Dutch actor. Like it's just, and this is my main problem with like action movies, and I don't want to get into on this podcast because we're already coming up on the Tom Dallison line. But uh, just I need more action stars that like get hurt and aren't invincible, and like I think I mean or Pedro Pascal. I feel like he's aged out of the John McClane role. He'd be pretty yeah, good at it. I don't. I yeah. yeah. He, you know, he yeah, would be, he would be good at the action stuff. I don't know. Is, Oscar Isaac done... maybe, but he's also kind of aged out of it. You know. Oh, yeah. 
it's it's a hard mix because like you don't have a lot of those guys that well because any more action stars are like like i said they're jacked anymore they come back in the source level oh it's a little bit yeah yeah i mean look at all the avengers man you're i think you're projecting the avengers on some of these people well yeah i mean it's some of that but it's also like when you look at what the action movies are you know as of late it's marvel movies it's the fast and furious franchise where now all of a sudden everybody and that's just superhero super big right and that's a problem you got, shit. You got the expendables who's now just everybody that's can't call movie the, you can't call movie the expendables and no one dies right? <laughs> nobody ever dies <laughs> the the thing that i the, the thing that i think i would struggle with more on it is there's very rarely a person that um one like age-wise would fit this but would also like i said fit the you you think or know that they can do the like witty acting part of it but also do and convincingly do the action like i'm a not necessarily a superstar but like i'm a badass part of it yeah it's it's a tough mix because it is like a lot of the parts that make this great is like obviously bruce willis is beyond incredible in the action moments but yeah even every one of his lines he's obviously a great actor and he's his delivery is good and his the way he delivers things is like he honestly you this and i think i don't know if this is gonna make ted mad or you i don't know if it's gonna make either you mad but no no i he almost like this role is almost played like rdj plays iron man but without a suit right Right. yeah he's same yeah like it's the same type of thing. It's just he's not in a suit. He's just he doing played all this role for the next ten years of his life, man. Like striking distance, uh, all the new diehards. Like there's like he played a variation of like Fifth Element, right? Yep. You know, there's a movie called Sixteen Blocks. Um, that's fucking amazing. It slept on where like he plays like this old fat alcoholic cop, and in my head, that's canon for that's how John ends up. About where he is, where he ends, yeah. and like he's he's uh he's uh transporting this prisoner i think it's most death across 16 blocks of town when like these bad cops are out to get him it's like you know getting hunted down and and it's so good because he's like he's fat and he's old and he's slow and he can't you know and it's, it's just a perfect like where i think mclean ends up he's a drunk you know and it's really good and like i said slept on um but because like i said like and then the fourth Die Hard, he kind of comes to Superman, man. Like, it, and that's what it is. But also in the third Die Hard, which people like love, motherfucker falls off a, a bridge onto a barge and survives. And no one has any problem with that. So, because yeah, Samuel L. Jackson covers a bunch of wounds in that movie, right? Because he's amazing. You, you start getting into, you know, what is now John Wick 4 territory. Of, Could, uh, my gracious. I that. love the John Wick 4. All right. <laughs> I, I absolutely love it, but my God, but that I can, man is it's, indestructible. It, it's unforgiven. <laughs> I cannot get past the third one when he falls off five stories of floors and walks away. Can't get past it. Or he doesn't walk away. The, yeah. So, they don't show him walking away, but you know, but yeah. So Bruce Willis was 33 when this came out. Buddy, we don't, man, I'm scrawny Zach Braff. Not Zach no, Braff, no, but uh, so, Afron. No. Okay, Efron was one that I kind of thought of, but I don't think Efron can, like, I don't, I don't think he could do it. What about? I don't know. Tom could Tom Holland play? No, that kind not of role? yet. 
You know who could have did it a few years ago, and the dude's still looking for a break on Lazy and get it is Riggins from Friday Night Lights. Mm. I don't think he's a good enough actor. But also, I don't think they make movies like this anymore. Which sucks. And I'm gonna yeah, tell you, that's... I'm gonna tell you who could do it. Tim Tim, Rig- Tim Riggins. I don't. Uh, boy, I'm I gonna tell you who name. could do it, and it's really hard to talk about because he actually did a movie that's really close to this movie called Twenty Seven Bridges, mm. um, or Twenty Three Bridges, I think. I don't know, some kind of bridges. It's Chadwick Boswick. Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, Boswick. Yeah. Even yeah, that's it. That's the answer. Yeah, I yeah, th- I kind of I mean... thought about that too when when we started. When when yeah, that 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 Bridges movie is really good. For, it's a self-contained action movie that has no stakes. That aren't they don't, don't have world-ending stakes. It's just you know they're trying to find some criminals and they they close all the bridges to Manhattan and it's really fucking good for what it is, right? Because they don't make movies right. like that anymore. Yeah, boy, I man, I mm, I think I think Tom Holland in like five years if or ten years if like he looks older ten, man that's what i mean like five to ten years get him in a couple gritty roles so you get the like baby off of him so that's not what you think yeah. of when you think of him and i think he could like i think he could legitimately do it it's just the perception of him is he's like a 20 year old when he's not a whole lot younger than i am no yeah or like you said they could have did what i said like and we haven't you know if you guys have seen the fourth one his daughter is fate played by a fairy a person that's done a few action movies now mary winstate watson Wednesday? It's Mary Winstead. I can't even third the third part of that name. Her name. Samsonite. I was yeah, it's right there on the briefcase. Um, <laughs> um, she been great. Um, and also like it sucks that Willis got dementia because there's that 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 six diehard script that's been around for a decade now and it's right there and like it pisses me off because it's basically they reversed this one. And he's there for some ribbon cutting of the new Nakatomi Tower in Tokyo. And he's a guy on the ground. Oh. And and someone else is up in the building. Hmm. It's his daughter, what the trip I read. Because she's waiting on him and he's late, basically. And yeah, then I mean, his, his, uh, his situation sucks in general because like he's old enough that he didn't ha- he wouldn't have to do anything, but also without that, like he could probably just keep doing good stuff. And you you watch those movies like like even like starting like fifteen years ago, like you can tell he's losing it. It sucks, you know. But yeah, all after, right, after that stuff started coming out, it's like oh, okay, that makes sense. Right well, yeah, now. even like watch like the glass, you know, when he's like in, you know, or even like stuff before that, like he just stopped being a smartass, like you know, like the jackal or lucky number eleven, you know, like he's just he's in it, but he's not he's not the same person. So, um. I really enjoyed us doing this tonight, guys. Um, we're still about about money bites or tailgate society. I will be back in a few weeks. We're gonna do the wonderful life. I have it's been fuck 15 years since I've seen that movie straightforward. I don't like uh, have you guys ever seen it? I've seen it, but it's been at least that long for me. Like that was one of the movies that um we watched every year at Christmas. Like my mom, it's one of my mom's favorite movies. Yeah, I've uh, I've never seen it, so it'll be but, it'll be a good good watch for me. But that'll get into, and we can kind of get into that of as we were growing up. My sister's favorite Came out Christmas 1946. movie became, Yeah, my sister's favorite Christmas movie was Elf, and so we just watched that instead every year. <laughs> so it got yeah. it got booted out of the family rotation. But um, I'm excited about it. it's a wonderful life because 
that's when like that one where we really hit that part of the categories where we're like holy shit this is from that movie yeah type shit you yeah know? there's gonna be a i'm gonna i'm gonna have that. to remember to like think through that scope because sometimes i don't which not not very often do we hit some of the hit those classics where it really really hits home i can't remember the, the last one but that we did that was like that but it, it was very apparent when thinking about it so that'll be um, a lot casablanca's on my list for when we need to watch that and that's a real big one so until next time guys i really got for our catchphrase for the ending of these fucking pods <laughs> Yippee guy, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yippee, yeah, there you go, motherfuckers. Yippee guy, motherfuckers. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, we'll see you.